0: Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. It's one of my favorite hours of the week. It's time to spill the tea. This show started out as a mini-series in March of 2020. It was a way of gathering our divine sisterhood together during the pandemic, and it's still going strong. If you're new here, welcome. Nearly every week, Molly McKinley and I get together to sip tea, do some breath work, recite affirmations, lead meditation moments, and have a conversation about what we're reading, seeing, or doing. All with a focus on keeping a balance of divine feminine and masculine energies at our table. Most of the time, it's the two of us. Sometimes we have a fellow soul-centered author or entrepreneur join us. Take a moment now to pour your favorite beverage, pop in your earbuds, and snuggle into your coziest spot. Or head outdoors for a walk if you prefer. And then get ready to listen in on this hour of togetherness. Hello world. It's Tuesday. Oh, I'm so thankful that it's Tuesday. We are so excited to be back. You if you watched our lightning fast episode last week. <laughs> we're going to try to keep them a little bit shorter and more compact for you this year. So today um, we are talking about, again, one of the Divine Feminine cards and an Archetype card. And we'll pull our cards for next week. We're going to talk a little bit about our Word of the Year, how they're supporting us. We've got some playlists to share, so stick around. Uh, but first, of course, Molly's got some breathwork breath for us
1: let's, uh, start with our balance, our alternate nostril breathing, uh, Nadi Shodhana, just cause I know you love it. And again, I kind of, I want to like start to master breath this year, you know, so we last year introduced a lot of different types of breaths. Um, but again, we had talked about adding the, um, mudra, which is the yoga of the hands. And so this alternate nostril breathing incorporates both. So, um, we're going to use our Vishnu mudra, which where we have our peace fingers go down. So, um,
0: oh, wait, hold on. Wait. <laughs> I'm like having a... <laughs> are you having a moment. Like, how do I spell tiger? Hmm. That's, it looks so weird. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, what are we
1: doing? Yeah. So it's like a this, um, the Vishnu mudra is the two fingers are up and these ones are down. So, um, So for the folks who are listening, the peace fingers go down towards the palm of the hand and we lift the pinky, the ring finger, and the thumb is extended out. So with our right hand, and then we're going to place our thumb on our right nostril, inhale completely through the left, hold and close with the ring and the thumb, exhale, release the thumb, completely exhale through the right nostril, inhale, right nostril, Hold and close with both. Exhale, release the ring finger, full, complete, smooth breath out. Inhale left,
2: hold and close, release the thumb, exhale completely through the right. Inhale right, hold and close, and exhale completely through the left. One more round together, inhale left. hold and close. Exhale right. inhale right. hold and close and exhale completely through the left. So for women, we start on
1: our left. and for men, they can start on their right nostril, so we just reverse it for for men. Um, but yeah, So kind of, a, again, the the intent of that breath is to balance, um, ourselves. Um, and so that's always a really important thing for us to, to show up in a balanced rooted state. So
0: Mm, I love it. And you're right. I do love the using the mudras and using my fingers. It really does help me focus. And I, um, I really appreciate the lessons, right? The, the reminders of being intentional, especially with our breath, not even with our breath, but especially with our breath. I I can't remember where it was. It was some YouTube commercial or, you know, one of those where it flies by, but it was like, you know, we, it was about the shallow breath. How about how we are such shallow breathers in, in this generation?
1: yeah
0: and and it reminds me of the that like the hyper hustle. It's like our breath never has a chance to relax. And so I think for many of us and and except for those of us who, of course come to spill the tea every week, yeah. we rarely have a day where we have intentional breath. So I appreciate you leading us in that. Uh, tea, we didn't talk about tea last week. we we, <laughs> We really did have a lightning show. Um, uh, oh, look at your lovely, lovely cup. Okay, tell me about her
1: and what's inside. Um, this is actually, um, a tea blend called the wild woman, and it's a black tea with a blueberry and it's super lovely and smooth. Um, this is one of these, um, one of my favorite little mugs. It's got the, the blue rose, but obviously the rose code is sort of a nod to the sacred feminine and the touch of black is because, well, that's sort of my jam. (laughs)
0: So. <laughs> you know. Oh, I love it. Well, I I actually speaking of Rose, one of the songs on the playlist that I'll share later um, is called "Rose Lineage" by Mara Stark. Do you know her? I do. Yes. Uh, do you know the song? It's on I the do. Sapphire album. Oh, it's one of my favorites. I put it on <laughs> this one. I was like, "That's Sovereign." Come on. Yes. That's claiming my lineage. I love it. (laughs) So that's so much fun. Mine is very different than yours today.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: For the world to meet Isis. Beautiful. She reminds me of an Egyptian urn. Yes. And you can't really perfectly see her colors, but she's got this really dark, like indigo blue on the bottom. Hmm. And then she's when, you know, the, the artist of this really has this beautiful, I don't know. I don't know the pottery enough yet, yet Mm -hmm. I say to understand how they got this beautiful stripe in here, Mm -hmm. but it is also on the inside and there, I mean, it almost, (laughs) it reminds me of tea leaves. You know, when you read tea leaves, you kind of wait until the end. This one feels the same although it's the same every time like I see a camel in there and a little seal and (laughs) I see all sorts of things inside there but uh we got her in Oregon on our uh, coastal trip on the way back home on January 1st so she is very new to my collection uh she is she's sturdy (laughs) okay
1: well I is it metallic is it a raccoon or is it just uh you think it's just the way that she's handled the glazing?
0: It's just the way she's handled the glazing. According to the lady at the pottery shop. Um, yes. But yeah, it's it it's intense. It's intense. Inside her is one of the fun Buddha teas. It's the heart chakra tea. Love uh, it. It's very delicious.
1: Well, so, um, that actually, she gives us a beautiful segue into, um, because she's got this wonderful bulbous belly, which mm-hmm. is a perfect segue to our womb card, right? We yes. have that solid sacred belly, um, you know, which, you know, what I love about this archetype, um, well, let's read it from the book first, okay, a perfect. Bit, and then we'll talk about it. Cause, um, it's really an important, um, an important universal energy that all of us need to be tapping into, um, because it has been lost, Um, throughout history, but it's time for us to sort of reclaim this womb energy. So in this book that we we read from, The Archetypes Guidebook, um, it's the nest, the belly, and the origin. Everything has an origin story. The womb archetypes asks us to contemplate the beginning beyond the beginning, the mother beyond the mother. And in a world that often negates the power and necessity of feminine principles, This card returns us to the warmth, tenderness, and sacred intelligence from which we came. It is a card of receiving, not achieving, of accepting love from the mother of us all. She is the life-giving force that forgives and cherishes even the most wounded and disparate soul. No matter how lost you are, the womb awaits your return to help you heal and grow. This card is a call to keep things simple, Mm -hmm. to return to reborn in the name of love. The womb is everywhere. It is beyond gender, beyond time. We are within it as it is within us. Um, and I just think that this idea of nourishment, of harmony, of transmutation, of um, there's just so much goodness. Um, and, and this really, the womb embodies the sacred feminine that we talk about, yes. um, you know, and this is that energy um, that we really need to tap into. Um, Yeah. You know, it's
0: where, where it feels like it perfectly aligns with all of the conversations that we have. And in particular, the ones that you have led and will continue to lead as the intentional business comes out is in these conversations around when leaders, when you don't have feminine energy at your leadership tables, at your marketing and design tables, something's missing. Something is deeply and sacredly missing. And so even if you're having success, yes, you're still leaving success on the table because what more it could become if only you were to weave in that divine feminine and the, the, the words in here, nurture, uh, nourishment, harmony, warmth, love. I mean, really.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, and not only just having it at your table, but honoring it at your table. And I Mm, think that's the part that is um, also lost, right? Is because we live in a world where we the language of business in particular is numbers. It's data, right? Mm -hmm. And those aren't warm, nurturing words, right? Those aren't emotionally connective. And if we go back to like the Douglas Rushkoffs of the world and the Seth Godin, some of like the, the icons of like marketing voices that I follow and admire like those guys who are really on the frontier of um, connection of brand to business, it, they're all saying the same thing is like, if you aren't emotionally connecting, you won't create loyalty. Right. Yeah. And again, like that is all part of those crit- the critical aspects of creation. Right. And where do we create creation starts in the belly. Yes. right that's just where it is and um and so it's just like again like there's like well of course right but we disconnect from yes. our system
0: you know yes well and for those who don't have a womb right no matter what gender you are if you don't have a womb it's not the womb isn't that isn't required for, for birth and creation. You know, our intuition lives in our belly. There is so much research about that. When they say things like, Oh, I get butterflies in my stomach. Like that is your intuition's physical manifestation in your body. And, and so whether you choose or, or are not able to choose to actually create a powerful being inside your body, you're still creating every day. Yeah, you're and still a
1: container, right? Yes, and it's, it's a container, and yeah. so the beautiful thing about containers, even our own teapots, our teacups, right? This is containing all of the energies of earth, air, fire, water in the tea, right? Which is mm. kind of a cool thing, which is you know,
0: but it, it, <laughs> okay, we need to write that down. You need right? to do a blog post about that. That's so good,
1: <laughs> right? You know, but it's like all here, the sacred vessel. You know, and it's the, Mm -hmm. the, the wisdom here is that we are the sacred vessels and our bellies are our containers, right? And what, you know, tying that back to the chakra system is where does this belly live at the intersection of the sacral chakra and Manapura chakra. So the sacral chakra is our, our place of sexual energy, sensuality, but mostly creativity, right? Mm -hmm. And then our Manapura chakra, our our, um, storehouse of energy, which is the belly, you know, is our place where we have drive, our, our will, our energy to create. So we have this beautiful belly that is really aligned with create creation. Yes. Um, And, you know, even like in our own energy systems, like we are wired for that. So it's just very cool to kind of like break it down with,
0: with that layer and uh, of insight, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I know that in like the psychology of color, that's why they say, you know, have maybe not painting your walls, orange and yellow, <laughs> but having elements of orange, I actually have, this is one of my favorite cups to drink out of. Yes. love uh, that. It had it's, bright orange. And when I pick it up, it just has this feeling. I always make sure to use little um, yellow sticky notes or yellow pens, like Mm -hmm. having, using the power of color. Again, this is something that God created on this planet for a reason. These colors were created to inspire us in all of the layers of our delicious emotions. The ones that were deemed scary or dark or bad yeah. and the ones that everyone wants us to be like happy and smiley you know that the that the we don't we're missing out if we don't go towards all of the colors right? well like, yeah all well in
2: our sacral
1: chakra right our will you know our our you know are the, it's just right below the navel is orange and above the navel is yellow. And when you combine orange and yellow, you have the flame, right? Yeah. Like that, you know, that's the heat. That's the the beauty of the fire within, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, really tapping into that belly fire, you know, which you need to be able to produce and create, um, yes. And he, and and to do so with passion and purpose, um, it really is that sacred flame
0: inside of each. Yes, one, you know? amen, amen. Uh, so this week they they did add a question to think about, um, and that was, what would honoring the feminine look like to you? Where would you begin? Imagining yourself as loved is a good place to start. Hmm. So again, what would honoring the feminine look like to you? Where would you begin? And imagining yourself as loved is a good place to start. So for those of you who are on this journey with us, those are some great questions to ask yourself around the archetype of the womb. Um, All right, next up. I'm so excited to talk about this amazing woman. So uh, last week we pulled Sarada Devi. And I listened to how to pronounce her name over and over and over again, because it's not Debbie, it's Debbie. Debbie. It's saying a B through a V. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully I honored her well. Uh, So I'm going to read about who she is, but I think that the most important connector between these two is last week when we pulled the womb, we pulled the divine mother at the same time. And that, that gives me chills just thinking about it. (laughs) So there's the, the way that Megan wrote this book is she tells a little bit about the woman. And then she talks about ways that we can connect with this, our soul voice Mm -hmm. in relationship to her. So we'll start out with who she is. So Sri Sarada Devi. Embodies the feminine power that initiates seekers onto a spiritual path through unconditional love. She was born in Jairambadi, India, in 1853 to poor Brahmin parents. As a little girl, she worshipped a clay figurine of the goddess Kali, meditated, and began to have visions. At age five, she was betrothed to the priest of the Dakshinwar Kali temple. A beloved mystic named Ramakrishna. Now there's probably any, if if we have anyone from Eastern India or searched, sought or studied anything in Eastern Indian religions, you've heard of Ramakrishna. Mm -hmm. 10 years later, she joined him at the temple and they began their lifelong spiritual marriage together. I love that. Sarada's husband, Ramakrishna performed the Shodashi puja with her. This meant that Sarada was positioned in the seat of the goddess Kali and was addressed as Sri Ma or holy mother. Sarada is considered to be Ramakrishna's first disciple. They both became notable mystics with large international followings. Sarada helped form the uh, monastic order for the devotees of Ramakrishna after he passed. And because she was so beloved, um, Monastic order was founded for women in her honor. She paved the way for future generations of women to enter the spiritual life. I love it. As a guru, she was known for treating all her disciples as her children. Many of her devotees relate related that she initiated them in a dream. She appeared as a goddess in human form and gave them a mantra. When they met her for the first time, they would recall the dream and know instantly they were encountering encountering their guru.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, when our soul selects her card, Sarada Devi loved all her disciples unconditionally and equally. In her teachings, she emphasized that there is no such thing as a stranger. She encourages her devotees to understand that everyone we meet is actually a part of us and is connected to us. Mm-hmm. And that if we want to experience true peace, we need to own the fault and judgment that we project onto others. We need to see our own faults and forgive them with love. Sarada Baby whispers gently to us, no one is a stranger, my child. This whole world is your own. So if something keeps showing up in the people we meet and in the relationships we are cultivating, she asks us to meet them from inside us meaning the aspects of this other person that might be causing us pain or frustration or just plain aversion, these same aspects exist within us. Unless we are willing to really meet with these aspects within us, the universe will keep presenting them to us in our relationships. And it's not to piss us off. It's to free us. It's out of a deep love for us to fully heal. The goal here is for us to love ourselves fiercely from within without judgment or shame for where we are in the moment. The goal is to let us mother ourselves with unconditional love. That's the only love that will quiet those harsh, critical voices within us. So we Mm. can stop wasting our time mired in judgment of others or ourselves and get on with being the perfectly imperfect light that we are. Mm.
1: Oh, I love that. You know what uh, really stands out to me is that the beautiful intersection of the the word mothering and othering, right? And, Mm
0: -hmm. you know,
1: othering is when we, you know, it's someone else's fault. It's, you know, outside of us. And Mm -hmm. the mothering is understanding that those very things that we are having the aversion to, right are also the things that the universe is showing us it's the mirroring you Mm, know you know and the way through that you know because I do believe the only way out is through is when you um basically see acknowledge and unconditionally accept um those very things that are inside so uh, I think that is really smart um you know remembering when we're othering we need to mother um you know? Oh,
0: I love that. Well, she really, uh, she, she not only impacted her generation, but every generation in particular of women after her, because she did not see others as separate from herself. And I, I love that, that there is, um, There is such a a a beauty in us remembering that, right? The remembering, as you said, we we are so separate right now. Mm. I feel like there is so much dissension and discomfort because we're so disconnected with one another. Uh, She, so this woman, Sarada Devi, has so many quotes associated with her, Mm. and they are all beautiful. Uh, Mm. One that I really loved. Is even water, which has a natural tendency to flow downwards is drawn up to the sky by the sun's rays in the same way. God's grace lifts up the mind, which has a tendency to run after sense objects. Mm. And I thought, you know, it's, I love how she has this very divine way of looking at things and very human way of looking at things, Mm. which is a common thread, of course, in Megan Waterson's teachings as well fully mm-hmm. divine, fully human. We're here experiencing life. Uh, we're spiritual we're experiencing physical. And I think it's when we can embrace that, when we can br- embrace that element of togetherness, and that's what we need to heal. That's what it feels like to me is that we can't, we have to find a way we have to build a bridge, We have to build a bridge.
2: Oh,
1: I love that. I mean, and it and it, you know, again, like tying back into spiritual principles of duality, right? Like the the yogic path, you know, says that we are sort of stuck in this material world of duality or dualism, right? Where things are black and white, this or that, you know, and you know, hot or cold. Um, and that we perceive as, you know everything as dualistic yeah. but um that 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 is the veil of illusion and the truth is that we're all just part of one body right so instead of you know you know um hot and cold being absolutes it's really more of a variable right because yeah. your hot is different than my hot right yeah. but we perceive and have these you know these concepts right of them
0: being separate but it's really just a degree yeah right it's so good so good right yeah well and I'm, I'm when you're, as you're saying this I'm, I'm imagining when I run my bath mm-hmm. right I never run it all cold and sit in it I never run it all hot and sit in it. there mm-hmm. is always somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. which is you know where I find my comfort it's never on the extremes.
2: Yes. Mm. Oof,
1: that's good. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just lovely because again, it's like, it's the idea and this is like the, the core teaching of, of her is that we're part of the same whole. Right. And, um, you know, all the divine mother, the holy mother, um, you know, the, the core is that, is that it's, um, you know, it's it's that unconditional love. And there, I did see a quote one time, it's like, we didn't come here to learn to love unconditionally. We we came mm-hmm. here to learn to love within the messy, right? Yeah. And so- Oh yeah, I
0: saw that that you shared that. I was like, that's so good.
1: It really was because it was like, you know, we hold these standards for each other um, and, you know, that are impossible because we're flawed, we're human. And when we're fumbling is actually where the growth is happening, right? Yeah. And so when we really love someone's soul and are committed to their soul growth, when they're wounded and when they're hurting or when they're harming are also those exact moments where we as a collective should be standing and holding space because they're growing, right? That's the big ass mirror, right? Saying, hey, this is your work. Um, but we don't do that. We leave people when they're fumbling and falling because they're broken or bad or whatever, but we need to flip that script. And when we see people who are hurting or harming, right. And that is actually, you know, that should be our clue, you know, and again, we see this with kids, right. All the time, you know, we're like the bad kid or whatever. And instead of being like, okay, this is, you know, like, it should be it should like as parents we kind of do it like okay this is the learning opportunity right yeah. where that child needs extra or more focus or or whatever but we don't do that with adults you know
0: yeah. we don't you're yeah, right we, there it's an unrealistic expectation and and i i'm not sure where we're learning that it's probably a combination of you know tv Right. This is, I've said this before, but it's like, my mom loves to watch the Hallmark channel. Mm -hmm. Right. And especially the, all of the Christmas movies that come around and, and so many of them have such unrealistic situations Right. Like it's always this picture, perfect family and this picture, perfect home with the picture, perfect decorations, having the perfect meal. And, and it's, it's like, oh, this happens for that family every week. Why doesn't it happen in mine? It, It kind of creates discontent. It does. And an impossible standard, right? An impossible standard. And, and whether it's, and so take a, you know, take a look around you. What, what are you maybe consuming? What kind of books are you reading or TV that you're watching or, or podcasts that you're listening to anything that, that is setting you up with unrealistic expectations of the fully human people in your life. (laughs) Like, Uh, you know it's one thing to read a romance novel, novel it's another to expect your spouse to act like the person who is written about in the romance novel
1: <laughs> well that's it and like Esther Estelle, Estelle Perel if i'm saying it right she's uh, a really amazing um she's a really amazing podcast i love
0: listening to her yeah
1: yes and i um read her book called uh, the state of affairs um which is really Uh, an important read for anybody who is in a committed relationship, a long-term committed relationship, Um, you know, because she was basically saying like that we set ourselves up for a a total failure with, with our natural concept or our, our modern concepts of marriage, because we are expecting our person to be the only person to fill all of our buckets and needs. Right. And so what that does is it sets us up, for, for just massive failure, um, you know? But what I love about adding in this divine mother quality, right, and this idea of being that nurturer, right? Seeing our people as fully human and flawed and still showing up for them when they're when they're in that space. I mean, like to me, like that is how we heal collectively. Mm-hmm. You know, we drop the masks and the need for perfection. We, we, we drop and the, the hallmark um, idea of or the Hollywood expectation of what relationship looks like. Um, and you know, honestly, Deborah, like, like that is where I cherish you because you see me fully human, fully divine. Um, you know, and when I'm um, failing and flying, it, you know, you're willing to say, hey, you know, check that. And so that I can see it in myself. Yeah. And there's that equal commitment to each other, yeah. right? Not like oh, I'm not going to be friends with her anymore because I don't like the way she's behaving. you know, but more so like, Hey, your behavior is not in alignment with your highest and best.
0: Yes. Amen to everything you just said. And it's a great reminder that we don't need an army of people like that for us. Mm -hmm. A a small delightful circle of a, a handful. It may even be one person but if you have one person that does that for you, that has opened up to you and that you can open up to, like you are living a blessed, a crazy blessed life. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so important. And if you have people in your life who won't hear that, those, I mean, for me, those are the people that I spend less and less time with every year.
1: Well, and like we were saying before is, you know, what's beautiful about that layer of uh, awareness and knowledge, right? Like, is that when seasons change and endings happen, is that reminder that, you know, it's just creating space for new beginnings, right? Amen. Amen. And that when things fall apart, it's actually maybe falling into place. Um, and, you know, really there's that line that was that line in that song. And honest to God, that got me to like the last year, like that I played that song over and over and over again, because I was just like, okay, maybe it's not falling apart. Maybe it is falling into place. Yeah. Um, you know, but it is like, it all ties together, um, with the archetype of the womb and the Holy mother, right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's about nurturing and acceptance and, you know, and that is so, um, it, that is a radical thought to nurture oneself
0: deeply. Right. Um, yes. And, And I also think, you know, so on one hand we're saying like, don't leave people because they're messy. And yet when people are messy and they don't seek any kind of change, they want to stay who they are, and they want to treat you the way they've been treating you. When you're ready to level up yourself, yeah. that, there's a difference there, and I think that it's important to to say that we're not saying don't ever leave anyone. I mean, if you're in a relationship with another human and it is abusive or it is they're an energy vampire and they they won't they choose not to get out of their own way, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that leaving their presence means that you don't love them or that you don't see them for who they are. Like there's an important distinction, right? Is that we also don't want to be the Pied Piper of a a bunch of people who are very happy with mediocre and we can love them and bless them and keep walking our own path. And there's nothing wrong with that. There there's beauty in that. Right. Um, And, and she, I love how she talks about again, how we don't meet strangers, we are part of each other. And, and Carolyn Mess, when she talks about sacred contracts, like every single person we meet isn't part of our sacred contract. There are some people who are and some people who aren't. But if we walk outside thinking, maybe they are. And, and we treat them with that respect that we are infinitely linked. Imagine how much sweeter and kinder and nicer we would be to one another.
1: Right well, I, I, I just, I love that. And I think that's so true. Like, you know, the infinitely linked and part of the whole or the one body, right. Is mm-hmm. the, to me, like the, the essence or the the vision statement behind do unto others, right? That's the big why, because we're all one, you know? And so if you harm someone, you're harming yourself, right? Yes. But what I love about that is that's one idea, right? Of, of being, uh, of the unity message. And on the other side of it is that the people, and, and this always blows me away, you know, that you will always find your people. Yes. You know, and that, Again, not everybody is your people. You don't have work to do with everybody, but they they do surface and they come and they flow and they go and they flow. And you know, yeah. and um, you know, for me as a controlling kind of person, you know, like I like to hold on to things, right? You know, and and not release <laughs> and let things go. Um, but that is, that to me is the essence to, of my word of surrendering into that wisdom of the flow. Right. And so when the people are showing up in your life, you know, it's, you know, and you're not just a passerby, but they're showing up in your life, you know, sort of honoring the wisdom of what they have to teach and to share, um, and to experience together.
0: Oh I love that. I just had this vision of even if they're even if the people that you're meeting are not part of your sacred contract how you interact with them directly impacts how they show up for the people they are meant to do life with. Oh I right? love
2: that.
0: And mm. and so that you know if you're if you're in need of of why, right. Another example of why it's so important that we treat each other with kindness and love. Think about that, right. If, if that person who cut you off today was merely treated with love and respect five minutes before they got on the road, it might've been a different interaction for you. Right. And so instead of paying it forward with a, you know, flipping them the bird, maybe, (laughs) you know, raise your hand in the air and send some blessings and some, some peace and light their way. Um, Okay. So, so before we get to talking about our playlist real quick, um, the soul moist, the soul voice meditation that Megan has associated with uh, Sorada Devi is what am I currently judging or criticizing about myself? So beloveds, that is the question to ask yourself this week. What am I currently judging or criticizing about myself? remember we've talked about in past episodes, the Kenotic path that Jesus taught us when he was here on this planet uh, over 2000 years ago. And it is all around releasing that judgment, right? Transmuting it. So writing, write down that, that work that you've got. What are you currently judging yourself? And then our intention with her is unconditional love exists within me. The presence of love is the absence of judgment.
2: Mm.
0: Amen and aho. Wow. That is beautiful. I'm very, very excited about, uh, about this process of looking at these cards and having deeper conversations about how to weave these, these women and their legacies into okay. our lives. Uh, before we pull our cards for next week, we as, as we talked about, we do have our playlists. They're started, um, and yeah. they we're, we're collaborating on them. So uh, they will they will ebb and flow throughout the year. Uh, you want to share about your word again for those of us th- those people listening or watching who weren't here when you shared your word. You want to share your word and wh- about your playlist?
1: Sure. Um, and we're using Spotify um, for our thing. My word of the year is surrender, um, and for me, again, that word is really about living fully in faith. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, um, if I were to embody like the, the true intent behind that word for me, it's not knowing what is around the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, and so even when you're dark or when you're, you're lost or whatever, just knowing that you just don't know what is next, um, and to really surrender into that, um, you know, and it's, you know, that, that idea, but my um, playlist is called surrender and, um, I have some of my favorite songs in there and you've added some, some of my favorite songs too, which is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, um, well, I'll share the link, um, in, in the chat. So that excellent we can play it.
0: I love that. Well, and once your acrostic is done, we can continue to add because that is one of the magical ways that my list comes to to life. Is I look at all of the words that I used in the acrostic, mm. so each each of the word each of the letters in sovereignty, which is my twenty twenty two word, had a meeting right. So I, I create a sentence that starts with an S, an O, a V, and so forth, and inside those sentences are other words like. Mm magic or wild or power. Um, And so that really helped me to build the list so that when I hear the words, when I hear that song, that's about the wild inside me. I'm thinking, yes, yes. That was a commitment I made to myself to truly embrace my wild and to guide those who are ready to take that step as well.
1: Yes. And when we say wild, you know, it doesn't mean like that we're some sort of like, you know, banshee out there. Maybe perhaps we are, but for me, a part of the word or the beauty of the word wild is it's undomesticated. Right. And domestication is like shedding instinct. Right. We, we take away that instinct. And we stuff ourselves in corsets and pointy shoes and, you know, Spanx. And we take away our our wild, right? Our, our womanhood. And that is, to me, like, it's that connection to the earth. Um, and that's how, like, I really perceive that word. So it's not about, like, running amok as much as it is about... Amok, amok, you know, connecting to the mother, you know?
0: Yes. Yes. I, there's many times I've made wild into an acronym, like women in lifelong development, right? Like this, this idea that every day I wake up and I want to unlearn things. I want to remember things. I want to re-engage and reconnect with things. And, and it doesn't, you know, part of part of the full moon ceremony that I did yesterday was about burning all of these fears that are bubbling up, that are are bubbling up around even around the word sovereignty, right? Like, who am I to choose that word? Am I worthy of success? Am I worthy of sovereignty? Am I worthy? Will will my magic? Is my magic worthy of being called magic? Right? Like all these things that that fly around inside of our minds because we we need more of that self-love, right? That true, that mother, we need to mother ourselves with that self-love because that is coming from a place of insecurity. And uh, so the, if you haven't done your full moon ceremony, if you're listening to us live or in the next, just really, it's usually three to four days after, but I think really the full moon is weak. Right, the full moon has a week on the in the cycle, and then we move to the first quarter. So, uh, take some time. Uh, I'll share a link to the the ritual that that I did yesterday. That. Many people have messaged that they tried and there's it's it adds a layer of ceremony to what we all do, which is write out goals, write out intentions. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just has this other element, right? Of mothering myself and saying, what do I need to release? What kind, what am I, how where am I judging myself? Mm -hmm. Or where where do I fear of being judged?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, that's, what's so beautiful about it is like people journal, you know, people sip tea, people like candles, right?
0: You know? <laughs> I love um, the look on your face that you're saying that people journal, they sip tea. <laughs> but it's like,
1: it's again, layering another, like, another thing on top of it. And we know, we've been saying for years, my teacher was the first time I heard, I heard this, um, Dharma Richards, you know, who, who I adore, but you know, she was like the root of spiritual is ritual, right? And when you ritualize your life Mm -hmm. and journaling becomes an act of self discovery, right? So we're not just writing, but we're asking questions um, you know and we're discovering you know that is when life comes alive right amen
0: amen and I am re-engaging with doodling I love oh, to, yeah. I love to doodle and you know doodling was always something I would get in trouble for in school you know talking out of turn doodling on my pages whether it was you know like the the connected hearts all the way around the paper oh, yeah. um, or writing on my peachy folder uh you know, Unlearning that I shouldn't do that. Oh, yeah. I'm right? using my voice and doodling, drawing, seeing something and working to recreate it with my own hands. Um, these are fun things. These are part of reclaiming sovereignty. Re- rec- maybe not reclaiming, activating my sovereignty reclaiming and recalling my power. I think those two really flow together. So we'll definitely share the links to both of our playlists. We look forward to seeing and hearing yours as well. Please drop those in. Uh, let's see. All right. So we pull cards and then you want to meditate us out. Yep. Let's do it. All right.
1: So drum roll, please. Oops. I just spilled my tea. Actually, she spilled her tea on spill the tea. I actually did Is everything. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, uh, have a dropping, dripping on my Lucy who was sitting there. Um, so she had, she had a tea bath. She really actually did. So it's hard to shuffle cards with my small, like hands.
0: Oh my goodness. Your hands are lovely and delicate.
1: My hands are lovely and delicate.
0: They can fit in small spaces.
1: Like I'm like the one person who can like put their hand in between the car seats. when. Yes. They-
0: See, it's with purpose that you have that, those beautiful, delicate hands. The threshold. Ooh, I love all the color. Look at all the yellows and oranges and reds in there. Right. That's very oh, cool. There's
1: a whole lot happening in this. So let's dive into the threshold so that's an exciting card
0: excellent 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 all right who will we pull this week in this beautiful deck all right oh the magdalene the magdalene on the threshold i mean oh I'm, i'm crying this is ridiculous but i'm so excited we love Mary Magdalene. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited. We get to focus on her next week.
1: Ah! <laughs> yeah, okay. That's pretty awesome. And I love that.
0: Yes. I, I love the, the connection again. And, and I believe we are going to feel that every show that we do this, <laughs> we're going to feel there's a connection between the woman and the archetype just as it is for us. Mm. So good. All right. Um, what do you feel like leading us in?
1: Oh, well, we're going to connect to our um, body. So let's put our hands, one hand on the belly. So we're going to put our left hand on our sacral chakra, which is below the navel and our right hand above the navel. So again, connecting, you know, body, breath and spirit. So right now we're connecting our body.
2: Just start to feel the rise and the fall of the belly. And really pull that breath fully into the abdomen here and expanding out. And we're gonna bring our awareness to the space between our brows. Ajna chakra. And just imagine a beautiful candle flame. Mm. Try to hold the flame. And just note if it, notice it's if it's a single flame,
1: it's if it's a fire and it's an inferno, if it's the the, the yellows and the golds and the oranges, or if you see more of the blue and the the heat of the uh, lower colors.
2: And just pay attention and see what appears on your mental screen. Taking this flame, this vision, and drop it
1: into your heart. Imagine
2: lighting this flame from our mind into our heart. And like air, breathing life into fire, when we breathe in, imagine that flame expanding, growing in the heart center. And taking that sacred flame from the heart and dropping it into that belly where our hands reside here. And using that inhale breath to
1: ignite,
2: to strengthen the flame inside the belly. Big collective breath in together.
1: Exhale, releasing it to the world. Letting it go.
0: Let it go, surrender it.
1: Yeah, and again, just a, a little bit of back. What we're doing here is when we're learning to focus on these imageries and like uh, imagery and move it throughout our being, right? What we're basically doing is it's a precursor to a true meditation practice where we empty ourselves of thought, mm. right? And become no thought um, using our senses and our um, ability to focus, is like basically uh, strengthening our muscles so that we can do the no focus or no thought. Um, mm. So it's just part of that continuum of meditation practices, so.
0: Mm. I that love that, sense. yeah. It does, it, it reminds me of when we were talking with Molly Reamer at the end of last year about how she wrote her books about how Mara, Talked about the 365 days of shamanism through the individual emails, the uh, moxie affirmation cards, through slow every single week doing something, writing a little bit more, writing a little bit more. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Great practices are birthed through small actions on a consistent basis,
1: repetition and and consistency. And any athlete will tell you the same two things. Yes
0: so good all right friends thank you so much for joining us again next week we'll be talking about the um mary magdalene card the apostle to the apostle and the threshold, threshold. Mm, and i love look at how how well the cards go together
1: I know we definitely have this flame, um, theme going on today.
0: So I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Good. Beautiful. I look forward to reading more about that to talking about next week. Uh, we actually have a guest next week. Uh, Jackie Turner is joining us for a conversation. She's going to love the fact that we're talking about Mary Magdalene. Oh my gosh. Woo! Uh, for those of you who've been watching the show and listening for a while, you've heard me talk about Jackie in the past. She is the woman who wrote the book, the retreat and a a variety of other young adult books as well. But she also, where I highlighted her a lot, a lot, a lot, especially during the beginning of sheltering in place was her spiritual practices blog that she wrote about. Uh, She wrote about all of these stages that she has seen in her personal, um, therapist business, her practice. And so we're going to dig into that. We're going to talk about the, I think it's one through seven or eight different layers that that she's seen the different phases. It is going to be a wonderful conversation. So we look forward to introducing you to her, to talking about the cards. It's going to be probably a little bit longer. So carve out some time now, get yourself cozy, maybe brew a pot of tea for next week. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Not just a cup. And we'll see you We'll see you then. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a sacred space to learn and laugh together and to reset our mindsets for the week ahead. We do hope that you enjoyed hearing our thoughts and stories about our favorite people, products, and initiatives, positively serving humanity and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Want to connect with us? Head on over to those show notes and click on the links. Let's all confidently step into tomorrow intentionally leading with divine love, gratitude, and faith. Psst. Hey, if you like the show, we'd love for you to click those stars and leave us a review. And don't keep us a secret. Share us with a friend. We love expanding the circle. Thanks.